Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez, founder of Scalosity Works and the Entrepreneur to Employer coaching and membership community. So congratulations is in order. If you've built a successful freelance business that has grown to the point where you need to hire, you have achieved a huge milestone. If you're already past the point of making your first hire and your team is now growing, well, congratulations is in order to you as well. So regardless of where you are with scaling your team and your business, whether you're at employee number one or employee number 100, this podcast focuses on everything related to people operations. We'll cover best practices, strategies, and solutions to help you build a sustainable and scalable business that is fueled by great people and a great culture. So if you're enjoying listening to this Entrepreneur to Employer podcast, please subscribe, give us a like, and give us a review. Your feedback will help us grow this podcast, and we'll be able to positively impact more employers to help them build better work environments. Welcome to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast. I'm your host, Brian Montez. Today, we're going to chat about a few things that you, as the employer, can do to take a fully engaged and fundamentally happy employee and annoy the living daylights out of them and have them looking for a new job by tomorrow. So, today's topic is all about employee engagement. Now, what exactly is employee engagement? Well, employee engagement, it's not just about job satisfaction. While job satisfaction, these two often correlate, employee engagement is more than simply having a satisfied workforce. It's a workplace term that is used to describe how much a company or organization's workers are involved and engaged in the business itself. Are your employees involved in the business? This is something you need to ask yourself, and this is something you should be asking yourself regularly, not once a year. I mean, are they fundamentally excited about their work, the company itself, and the objectives of the organization? See, your ultimate goal is to create an environment where the employees are willing to give you their best each and every day. This is something that we as employers have to earn. We have to create the environment and we have to earn that from our team members. So why does employee engagement even matter? Well, when workers are committed to the company values, goals, and objectives, the company is going to thrive. Employees who are motivated to contribute to the company's success do so because they also want to enhance their own well-being. See, they're there for a couple of reasons. One, hopefully to make the organization successful, to move the mission, the values, and the impact forward of whatever you are doing and providing. But they're also there for their own well-being, their personal and professional development, their financial stability, their financial future, building their careers. Okay, so there's multiple reasons that creates their interest and desire to engage. So evaluating your employee engagement means that you are looking deeper into the company's management, values, and culture and see how it's affecting your employees. Could be affecting them positively, but it can also be affecting them negatively. And this is what you need to take a step back and look at. So how does employee engagement affect retention? It's obvious that the employee engagement and retention go hand in hand. Poor employee engagement leads to poor retention of good employees and high turnover rates even start the best talent out on the wrong foot, making it difficult for them to feel engaged and excited about their job from day one. Now, employee engagement and retention initiatives, they should aim to develop and retain talent so that a company can maintain an environment where existing employees and newer employees have a reason and a desire to stay with your organization long term. I mean, let's face it, whether you believe that there's a war on talent or that nobody wants to work or that the job pool is thin, and and to some degree, there's some, some truth to a lot of that. But as we've discussed in blog posts and other podcasts, A lot 
of things related to talent acquisition, recruiting, and retention are within our control as employers. So if we are doing everything that's within our control to maintain a solid, positive work environment, we are going to increase our chances of lowering attrition, increasing retention rates, and hiring better team members. So there is a formula to success when it comes to your people operations. So what are some of the examples of poor leadership that can drive down engagement or sometimes completely eliminate it? So the first one is a botched performance review. So it's bad enough when companies only do an annual performance review. The practice of doing that should be long gone in organizations. I mean, that's akin to telling your child on December 24th that they're getting cold because they've been bad all year, but yet that's the first time that they've heard they were bad, right? Same thing with the performance reviews. Waiting a full year to tell somebody that they're not performing, not acceptable. Regardless of when you do your performance reviews, whether you're doing an annual one, whether you're doing every six months, whether you're doing quarterly, regardless of when you're doing it, botching up that conversation can take an employee who is happy, engaged, and driven and have them start looking on Indeed tomorrow for their next opportunity. You know, I was chatting with a a team member who is now in a a leadership role with her company, and we were doing a training for them. She was getting ready to start doing performance reviews for her team. And she was new to this. The management and leadership role was new for her. So the company wanted us to train her on how to give performance reviews, uh, what type of templates to use, and just what were the best practices to to handle the, uh, the reviews. And she shared a story with us that just, unfortunately, it's not surprising, but it is surprising. So she said at her last organization, she sat down for her performance review, and she'd been with the company six months now. And she sat down for her performance review. And up until that day, she felt that she was doing an excellent job in her role. She was meeting all of the expectations of her job description and of her supervisor, and that everything was great. Sits down in her performance review, and the first word out of her supervisor's mouth is, I don't believe you're smart enough to do this job, and you are not meeting the expectations. Needless to say, this particular individual was shocked at the information that she got out the gate in this review. She was also shocked because she'd gone six months and not heard a word about this. She started to immediately tune out the rest of that conversation. She lost respect for her supervisor. The next day, she started looking for a job. And three weeks later, she found a new opportunity. Up until that time, so she was working for this organization for six months, happy, engaged, doing everything she could to help the organization succeed. Six months. And would have continued on with that organization. Sits down for a performance review. And in less than a minute, decides this company is no longer where I want to be. And three weeks later, she is gone. So that there is a self-inflicted wound by that organization. Come to find out that that supervisor that gave that, gave that review, well, she was brand new to the role too. Nobody trained her. They threw her right into, into the lion's den. She failed, cost them an employee. And on top of that, she ended up getting written up for her mismanagement of the performance review. So the organization set her up to fail as well by not training her on the art of performance reviews. So a botched performance review is one example of what you can do as an employer to take a happy, engaged, driven employee and have them looking for a new opportunity less than 24 hours later. The second example of something that you as an employer can do that will create disengagement, inconsistent performance standards. We all see it, right? We decide as an employer, we're gonna make accountability part of our organizational culture. We're gonna drive performance, right? We want everybody to play at a higher level, et cetera, et cetera. Well, that's all fine and dandy until favoritism kicks in or 
apathy kicks in where some uh, some employees don't carry their own weight or they're not meeting, even meeting their job description or they're given extra chances for mistakes that are being made, yet you have other employees that are written up, disciplined, counseled, coached, put on pips for the same type of error, mistake, or oversight, whatever you want to call it. So when you run an organization and you do not apply the performance standards equitably and evenly across the board as it pertains to the job expectations, the job titles, and and the roles, you will take employees who are engaged and happy and they will start to sour on the organization. It's only human nature. If you go in somewhere every day and you put 110% in and you just work your hardest and you are driven and you are focused and you're getting things done and your cohort next to you gives about 50% and gets away with it, how are you going to feel motivated as you go in day in and day out to that organization and fight that uphill battle, especially if you're not recognized? If you do not make your performance standards equitable and fair across the board, you will have great employees on Indeed looking for a new job. The third example that we can give you that will take engagement and throw it right out the the window is payroll errors. Now, this is a tactical thing. At the end of the day, whether you do payroll in-house or whether you outsource your payroll, you can't mess with people's money. It's too important. Making sure that your payroll system is dialed in, makes the direct deposits on time, delivers the paper checks on time, calculates the correct net pay, everything, right? Making sure that entire payroll is accurate and timely each and every time is critical. There is data out there that tells us that all it takes is one botched payroll period for an employee to start losing interest or questioning the company. The second time there's a botched payroll incident, a higher percentage of employees will start looking for new opportunities. Payroll errors will make an employee question working for that organization and get them thinking about moving on. Now, of course, sometimes things do happen. It's called life. And how you respond to that will define whether or not you're able to keep engagement high. So if your payroll provider makes an error or you know UPS doesn't get the checks there and they're able to drive them there, they're able to, to still make everybody get paid on the same day, how you respond to the errors will also dictate whether or not you're able to keep payroll errors from becoming a reason for employees to disengage. But at the end of the day, you need to make sure that your payroll partner, whether you're doing it in-house or whether you have an outsourced payroll provider, you need to make sure that the process is dialed in and that errors do not occur. So how do you drive employee engagement? There's three ways we can give you, three high-level things you can do and focus on to drive employee engagement. The first is development. The second is recognition. The third is culture. Development. Employees today, they value education and they value learning opportunities while having their career grows outlined for growth. Spend the time with your team, with individually, with your employees, and find out what are their career goals? What is the trajectory? Does your organization have the ability to create that trajectory for them? And if so, build out that roadmap. Create clear growth plans and provide the resources that will help your team achieve their development goals. Employers have plenty of opportunity to engage workers when you can motivate and provide direction to your staff. Formal opportunities for growth can include the performance reviews, performance enablement, milestone and goal setting, training, both internal and external, consistent, clear communication by senior management, 
and the use of employee pulse feedback surveys and regular engagement surveys. And also, informally, employers can create engaged working relationships through coaching, mentoring, on-the-job career development, open feedback loops, recognition programs, and of course, company-sponsored social events. Recognition. How do you drive recognition? It's very simple. Publicly recognize your good employees. Leaders who demonstrate employees' contributions will foster further employee engagement. It's a very easy concept, but so many people don't do it. So it's also important to communicate the value an employee brings to the table. Align employee recognition programs with your organizational values and your overall talent strategy. Employee recognition programs may require some monetary investment, but it has a positive impact on employees and on your organizational culture. Some examples of recognition programs include providing gift cards, supplies, food, uh, or having a platform to share wins and news with other employees. Employees want to stay at an organization where they feel valued and appreciated. You know, and one little, here's one little bonus for you. One recognition program that you can create that we have found to be very successful throughout many organizations is creating a peer recognition program. That peer recognition program is exactly what it sounds like. It is utilizing team members to recognize other team members. One of the ways you can do this is say you have a monthly town hall meeting or some type of regular frequent get together of the entire team or department. So the leadership and management has to kick this off, right? So they choose an employee to be acknowledged for going above and beyond and give them a gift card or whatever piece of recognition you want to give them. Once that employee has earned that, then it is on them to choose the next recipient, the next person to be acknowledged. So that person watches and pays attention for coworkers that go above and beyond. And at the next town hall, the next company get together, whatever that is, then they are to make the announcement and have them articulate, hey, I I chose uh, this person because of this. They did this, this, and this over the past 30 days that really showed not only their commitment to our core values, but just the willingness to go above and beyond. So that peer recognition program then helps drive recognition among team members at the same level. It's a great way to create a recognition program. Third, culture. So if you're looking to create a culture of engagement, the company leaders need to lead the way. You know, elements that make up a company culture are as unique as the company itself. So determining your desired culture will always be the responsibility of your leadership teams. The organization needs to strive for a culture that encourages, supports, and motivates employees. Now, now keep in mind, at the end of the day, each team member, each employee, each person that works for the organization, there has to be an intrinsic level of motivation for them. Without that intrinsic motivation, there's very little an organization can do to motivate an employee. However, As an organization, as a leadership team, you do have a responsibility to create an environment that is still uplifting and motivating. So if you can combine an intrinsically motivated employee into an environment that is rewarding and motivating and positive and creates that energy of a great workplace, your organization will be unstoppable then. You know, make sound investments and measure the outcomes along the way when you design and pursue how you want to build your organizational culture. Communicate the value of engagement and the mission to your employees and executives, right? Make sure your team members understand the core values. And I don't just mean that they understand them, but that they are able to live them. The leadership team needs to live those core values and each team member needs to live the core values each and every day. They need to be able to articulate them and they need to know what are the core values for the organization. Ensure the business is implementing their engagement actions through multiple channels. Culture can be improved through better onboarding practices and follow all the way through with your development, your recognition programs, your training. It should be woven into everything you do as an organization. 
So if you're looking to keep your employee engagement high, increase retention, then you need to make it a top-down priority to drive development, recognition, and create a healthy organizational culture. Now, while it does take a consistent focus and practice to do this, believe it or not, it is much easier than you think. Well, I hope you've enjoyed today's podcast on employee engagement and the three or four things that you can do as an employer to quickly disengage an employee. Take these practices back into your business, and I'd love to hear how it's working for you. So feel free to email me with any questions at brianm at scalocityworks.com. And stay tuned for next week. We'll give you some more good information on another podcast. Thank you for listening to the Entrepreneur to Employer podcast today. We have a free resource for you. Download our free workbook with the 18 questions that a transitioning entrepreneur to employer needs to ask and answer before making that first hire. The link to your free resource is in the show notes. And last but not least, subscribe to this podcast and give us a review. The more we grow this entrepreneur to employer community, the more we can make sure that Mondays, or any day of the week for that matter, don't suck.